This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, everyone, to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is Marking Out, episode number 349. Wow, that's a long time. Anyway, you can listen to this on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, um, wherever you find your podcasts, you more than likely will be able to find it. Uh, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. Uh, we will respond to you promise buy our t-shirts at pro wrestling slash marking out uh and we have various forms of social media you can find us at facebook.com slash marking out twitter.com slash marking out on youtube we have uh marking out 11 where there may or may not be more episodes of the world famous cooking show coming up uh anyway nope this is not dave dave uh you know dave's voice did not drop one octave this is Chris. I am back. Uh, Dave, for the next two weeks, will be dealing with real life. So Dave and Brandon both asked me to come and host the show. So I said, okay, here are my demands. I need a wine goblet glass full of brown M&Ms, um, a live or stuffed buffalo, preferably stuffed, uh, and I need a bottle of vodka because if I have to deal with the guy that I'm going to be introducing right now, I'm going to need it. And that guy's name is Brandon. You could follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon. Hey. How's it going? Yeah, we're back doing this. It's going to be awesome. Did DD Gregorius just hit another home run? I'm sorry. I have the baseball game on in the background. So it's, uh, I just, and I get the alert on my phone. Gregorius just hit another home run. So yay to that. So, Brandon, how are you? It's been a long time. It's been a while. Right? I am doing awesome as always. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's actually has been a long time since you've, I mean, been on or even longer since you've hosted. Yeah. But I certainly appreciate you not uh, having me do a solo show. Yeah, why Why not? I, I've done a solo show before. Oh, I've done solo shows before, but they are uh, more difficult for me. And I, when I listen back, it's just me saying, um, uh, um uh over and over yeah. again to get my thoughts so like um you know like stuff like that yeah so but no i'm excited to do this you know it was i've you know and i've said this to you and i've said this to to dave that i've wanted to do like a solo podcast show every single week but i don't have the time and it stinks but now we're finding the time to get me on here the kids are asleep my wife is eating popcorn and watching uh one of her shows in the other room so now we have the time to do this. I got off work early, which is great. But anyway, regardless, that's one pro wrestling tease.com slash marking out. Uh, Brandon, how was your week? It was uh, good eventful last show. I went to New York comic con the day before had a break, Sick. did the show next day. went to New York comic con again, uh, which was like such a long day as any comic con experience would be i have a, a lifelong friend that i've been friends with since fourth grade that was featured in associate press for his uh symbiote spider-man costume oh uh, did he go yeah. all, all four days or no i think he just went one day 
Hmm. But uh, Associated See, Press it, picked it up. It's like interesting where it's like, yeah, there's tons of people that go and dress up. But then there's like a lot of people that just like I, like I can't go and dress up if I because I if I'm going to meet a celebrity I want to look like me. Yeah. But hey, you never know. They may be like, oh yeah, there's that guy dressed up like uh yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, or Hurley from Lost. Where? <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that's like I don't at, at Comic Con I I sort of expect to get that, but I don't. So I'm happy that, with that. But uh, yeah, so I, mean, I, I went to went to Comic Con. Uh, I met a, a bunch of famous people. Like who? Uh, well, first I met Chris Sabat, who does the voice of Vegeta, I think, from Dragon Ball Z. And did you those. watch Dragon Ball Z? No, my friend was going. They were going to meet him, so I was just whatever. I'm online. I'll I'll stand there and meet him. So, so you just sat, stand there. How was the line? Was uh, it funner than like a line at Disney World, or was it? No, not because, as fun? because at Disney World they have interactive queues now. Since the last time I've been there, oh, yeah. I, I'll know more in a few weeks. I'm going to Disney World. Oh, that's right. You are lucky. Yeah, and I think I, I have to host a podcast that week again too. So maybe it might be three weeks in a row. No, I can. I think we're gonna pull pull through with that. Oh yeah, because Brandon Brandon cannot miss an episode. I forgot about I, that. I could miss an episode. I just don't want the show to not go. Well, it'll be. Well, you'll see the ratings duck down because no one likes me. So <laughs> anyway, okay. So Comic Con, you met the guy that voices Vegeta. Yeah, which <laughs> like I had no, I didn't care. No offense to Christopher Sabat or Chris Sabat, but I met it's Jim. Not, it's not. It's not your cup of tea. Right. I met Jim Cummings though, which was like one of the peak things for me to do he uh okay. he's the voice of our generation of winnie the pooh and tigger oh cool so it's like and then like a million other voices so right, that was awesome. that was really cool uh and then i met two of the three animaniacs okay which ones um tress mcneil who does okay. a ton of voices on the simpsons okay such cool. as cletus's wife and the crazy cat lady <laughs> etc Okay. Uh, and then I met um, Rob Paulson, who does Yakko. Which is the one that wears the red hat? I don't know. All right, because I was him for Halloween when I was in like third grade. My mom made me a homemade costume. It was awesome. Where did you wear it? Wore it to school? Yeah, I wore it to school. We had a Halloween parade. <laughs> did, yep. were, there, were there two other Animaniacs or no? No, no. Everybody wasn't as creative as me, and bought, uh, you know, they bought store bought costumes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and then I, we we met uh, Tara Strong also, who does the voice of Bubbles. Okay, and she's on My Little Ponies too. Yeah, I know that because we. I have a friend whose brother is obsessed with My Little Ponies, um, and he tweets to her all the time. Okay, continue. Who else did you meet? Did met you talk about all the wrestling people you met? Uh, well, I, yeah, that was on Thursday that I met them. Okay. I also, though, I, we walked by a few, um, Ted DiBiase, I met again, uh, just cause my friend was needed a signature. Was Virgil there? Uh, Virgil was not there, but, Damn. uh, Ted DiBiase is also like always going to be one of the coolest people you could possibly meet. Um, last year he did a, a bumper for us, he which did. was awesome. And I met Ron Simmons on Saturday also, and I asked him to be on Marking Out, 
And he said no because he was just on the WWE Network, so they're not allowed to. Really? Well, that's what they that's what he they said. But like, I I can't buy that. Maybe did you know what a podcast was? I would assume so. I don't know. Who knows? But it was still cool. Got to shake his hand. Um, I met Austin St. John, who plays the Red Ranger from the original Red Ranger from Power Rangers. So that was cool. I went up to him. He goes, so you got any questions for me? And I laughed in my head due to the interview, the Zack Ryder interview. Oh, the one that we did that (laughs) broke our uh, stream. Yeah. Where where you go. So you got any questions for us? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. What's up? I was like, I don't have any questions for you. I just, I think it's awesome that I'm meeting you. Was the Green Ranger there too? Yeah, I met him again also. Wanted to get a uh, a Power Ranger pop signed. I saw that, and you got a sign with a, a green marker too. Um, did I post? I didn't, didn't post you, that picture. You, uh, you posted. I saw you posted with some Power Ranger pops. Yeah, I got the Red Ranger and Green Ranger signed. The Green Ranger on top is signed in green. Red Ranger on top is signed in red. Um, on the front of the red one, it's silver, and then the front of the Green Ranger is gold. But I waited on a super long line to meet Jason David Frank again. And did he say he was going to beat up CM Punk again? He didn't. Oh, man. But uh, my friends my friends that I went with got super tired of waiting on lines, I guess, because uh, Mike had tons of tons more pops to get signed. Do, like, people bring, like, backpacks or, like, duffel cases full of pops into these things to get signed? Yeah. Um, okay. Because I've never, I've, he brought, I've never been he to a brought, like, a square, a square duffel bag. Okay. Um, and then on the rules, it says you can't bring in like wheeling suitcases or wheeling duffel bags or, or like hand carts and stuff. But there were people walking around with that. And I said on last week's episode, um, somebody was, somebody brought like a a hand truck, but like it had compartments to it, like draws, like pull out draws. And they had in each single draw were like maybe 10 pops each. And there were, there had to have been like, had to have been like 10 levels of draws. It's a lot of pop. Once you pop, fun don't stop. (laughs) Like in that dude's case. Yeah. Cause he had like, I think it was like six, at least six Winnie the Pooh pops that, that he got signed. Were they different variants or is just the same Winnie Uh, the Pooh? I'm not sure if they were different. I would assume that like some of them were flocked and some of them weren't. Okay. But I'm not positive, but um, but yeah, I waited on a super long line for Jason David Frank, where it, it said from three o'clock till the last fan standing. And okay. And that was they. You had to get a, a bracelet to to meet him. Okay. No, I'm interested in this because I've never been to uh, a comic con before, so I don't know how it works. It was, I see all the pictures. I see all like the cool things and stuff like that, but it's just like I don't know. There's like. There's different instances. Like for Jim Cummings, they had him down in like the autograph row or whatever. Okay. Where like there's the all the uh, voice actors were down there. Um, I guess like they had Doctor Who was down there. Mark Hamill was down Is, there. Oh, oh, awesome. Which I was almost going to meet him. If, if Mike hadn't had left, he was going to go pay whatever. Like I think it was like 300 bucks to meet Mark Hamill. Which really? Is sup- yeah, which is ridiculous. But if he didn't leave, I would have gone up to meet him and asked him, have you ever met anybody who's never seen Star Wars? 
hello, my name is Brandon. <laughs> but that didn't happen. I was going to say, I was going to start talking about the trailer for the new Star Wars, and you're yeah. going to say nothing good about it. So No, I it looks like a fine movie. I don't... Uh... It's no Tower Heist. Sorry. I don't, I don't hate on Star Still Wars. Still going on that. Tower Heist is a good movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if Mike didn't leave, I would have gone to meet him. Um, but back to Jason David Frank, you had to wait online to get a wristband to meet him. And they said, come back at 1.30 when I was there at 1. Go back at 1.30. They're like, oh, you should have been here at 1. I was like, I was here at 1. Sorry. Just come back. If the line dies down, you'll you'll go meet him or whatever. So I come back. The guy goes, oh, no, sorry. You have to come back at, at uh, 3.45. I go back at around 3.40. And they're like, oh, like, this is it. Like, this is the end of the line. You can't wait here. Like, no more people are, are being accepted. I was like, it says last fan standing. If you go up to Toy Tokyo's booth, they say, come back to the end of the line. And then I have a New York Comic Con employee telling me that there's no, like, that's it. Sorry, you're, you're, you're not getting online. More and more people started lining up after that guy. Um... And he, he said to end up coming back, come back at 4.30ish or something. Uh, Jason David Frank didn't, it didn't show up until then. He was supposed to show up at 3.30. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so I showed up later. The guy's like, yeah, you can't. There's nothing I could do. And, like, I'm like, there's more and more people lining up. And then finally people on the line were, like, getting fed up and, like, demanded more bracelets to be given out. Oh God! Um, which like it's a good thing that the that one of those dudes like went up to inquire about it because I uh, I wouldn't have gotten it without them. Um, All right, cool. But yeah, so it was completely it was run pretty terribly for that, which I guess goes falls on Toy Tokyo. Okay, I guess are Com- they going to get? No, they're not. Comic Con wanted to cap it off due to how crowded it was and. Uh, I guess the line, the length due to, I guess, fire safety hazards or whatever. But, um, they, they did. And then I was ended, I ended up being like the last person on the line at that time. Interesting. All right, cool. Yeah. And then artist alley, I went and met DMC again from run DMC. I met him at warp tour. I think it was 2007 when it was at Nassau Coliseum and I was there with my ex-girlfriend at the time and my good friend John was doing security for the security company. He texts me. He calls me. He goes, yo, DMC is over by my stage. Come through. And I met him and I took a picture of them and I posted it on Facebook and somebody goes, it looks like your stepdad, Rich. I was like, yes, it does. But yeah, no, it was cool. It was me in a Slayer t-shirt and him just, you know, giving the piece up. And I'm just like, awkward thumbs. Hey. Yeah, he's, again, one of the, the coolest dudes you could possibly Does he do, like, vocal work? Does he do voice work or anything like that for I anybody? don't think so. He might, but he was there because he has a comic book out. Ah, uh, okay. So he was down at Artist Alley where all the comic creators and stuff are. So I, I met him last year at Comic-Con and uh, he did bumpers for us then. And uh, I got online to meet him which was just an absurd amount of people because the due to the javits center being under construction they sold the same amount of tickets which they say 
This year had a record-breaking 200,000 people visit throughout the four days. I can see that. I think last year was like 90,000 maybe, or maybe just over 100,000 or something. So in the smaller packed venue, they sold the same amount of badges and had way too many people there. Artist Alley, you could not move. It was shoulder to shoulder. Well, maybe that's why people go there on Thursday. Yeah, that Thursday. It, I went Thursday hope, thinking it would be a lot less crowded, which it definitely, from compared to Saturday, was. Uh, but Thursday was definitely also, like, filled. So Okay. But I met DMC again, and he was like, I, I know you, right? And I was like, what? DMC remembered me. <laughs> well, Brandon, you're not a face that anybody forgets. Yeah, sometimes, you, sometimes you forget, but... But yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'm Brandon. I do a podcast. You, uh, I met you last year. And he goes, that's right, that's right. And it was pretty cool. All right, cool. So Brandon had a, a fun time out at Comic-Con. Was that all you did last week? Uh, yeah, pretty much. All yeah. right, cool. Awesome. You, Sounds like fun. You do um, anything? No, nothing crazy. I just worked, hung out with the family. Um, nothing crazy because this week coming up is going to be a little bit nutty. Halloween and stuff. You got stuff going on? No, I'm actually, I'm going to a concert. I took off Saturday because I am going to a concert. I'm going to go see, uh, stick to your guns. They're a hardcore band. It's their CD release show. I'm not a big fan of them, but thanks to the wonders of, uh, Apple music, I listened to a bunch of their back catalog, but the real band I'm going to see is this band called 18 visions. Um, they're a hardcore band based out of, uh, like Orange County. Um, they were huge. They were big. California or New York? California. Okay. Um, they were, they were huge in, on the hardcore scene in like the early 2000s and then they broke up and then they just released like maybe one of my favorite albums of the year this uh this year they just they just released it and they're doing like select shows because these guys have all moved on they have like careers like the lead singer is like a hairdresser the other guy works in it i don't know what the drummer does the other guitar players and the other band that they're playing with that night so i'm really stoked to see them uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and then next week uh me and you are gonna be doing cooking with brandon might as well just tell everybody now to get <laughs> to get hyped. Yeah, I'm going yeah. going shopping tomorrow for ingredients. Good. On, let's see. We're not doing it for almost a week, and you're going shopping for ingredients. You can't get the, the vegetables fresh, man. Well, oh well. I mean, either tomorrow or Friday, but that's not right. so terrible. It's like under a week. I know, but still, I like when I, when not I'm to making... mention not to mention it's difficult to find the ingredients I need. Well, some of the ingredients. So hopefully, I'll be able to find one of them. Yeah, you'll be able to go to Fairway. Eh, well, I don't know if Fairway has it. I called one place, and they said that they think they'll have it at a, at a sister store. So hopefully okay. they do. All right, rad. Rad. So anyway, we uh, we had fun weeks. We have fun weeks ahead of us. Uh, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Do we have any uh, comments, questions on the website? Yeah, no, that, that hasn't happened in months. All right, well, listen, everybody <laughs> – if you listen to this podcast, go to marketouts.com. Let's get some comments. Let's get some questions. Let's get some reactions to me being back on the podcast. Uh, we had a pay-per-view this week. Yes, we taking place at the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Hell in yeah. a cell. SmackDown yes. brand exclusive. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like that. I'm hoping like next year, Raw will get Hell in a Cell. Well, I and- assume based off of last year, Raw getting it and this year, SmackDown getting it, that we will. Yeah, that's um, right. Last year was Dean Ambrose versus uh, Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. 
in Hell in Cell? Uh, let's just say yes. I just remember the main event being Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because it was. It they was had Kevin thing. Owens versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. Okay, that's who it was. Okay, I knew. I knew Seth Rollins was involved with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. We had the uh, the SmackDown uh tag team kickoff show with uh, Gable and Shelton defeating the Hypros. We've seen some dissension between the Hypros. You know, it's it's good to see Shelton Benjamin back on TV. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. But, Brandon? Um, I just, I don't know. The way that they're using him sucks, I think. As of now, at least. Um, I would have preferred to see him come back as a singles competitor. Yeah, well, you know, it's like they broke up. In my opinion, I feel like they broke up Gable and Jordan a little bit too early. And they're like, okay, Chad Gable's still awesome. We need something to do with him. Every other division or d- division or what do you want to call it is a little packed right now. Let's put him with Chad Gable. They both got wrestling backgrounds. It'll be cool. But which, like, in, in some in some cases, it's like yes, that's awesome. But also, like Chad Gable, to me at least, proved himself as a singles competitor in that match against JJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, but yeah. Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable picked up the victory over the Hype Bros. As for the actual pay-per-view, started off hot with the WWE Tag Team Championships being defended inside the hell in a cell. Uh, New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods. Unfortunately, losing those titles to the Usos in a phenomenal match. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And like the, the, I'll talk like, like later with the other Hell in a Cell match when we talk about that. They were two different Hell in a Cell matches. Oh, where 100%. like you, you had the gimmicks in here, you had the cowbells, you had the kendo sticks all over. You know, it was and another like blood blood feuds too. You know, as I spoke about with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, I was thinking about them b- before. But here's another good feud because you can continue this even though like the New Day and their opening promo said like this all ends tonight or anything like everything like that. You could keep this going because it's like they're just flopping the tag team titles back and forth, which I don't like. But it makes you see that both these teams are like equal, like they could beat each other on any given day. Yeah, I just I, I hope it doesn't continue with the way SmackDown happened. I assume uh, New Day's it's they're taking a, a rest right now with the tag team titles. But uh, yeah. this match was like. Such a good match. I, I like the the stuff, the spot where they they chain not chained him up, but with the kendo stick. He, I the I've Usos never seen that in the before. corner. That was awesome. Yeah. It's like there's so many things that they did. So creative. Um, I guess one thing I wish that would have happened from this match was Kofi Kingston being a little more involved. Yeah, but you know what? Even is- even could have been on commentary. Yeah, but. As far as Hell in a Cell matches go, this was a, a really good one, um, which will be way more memorable than Charlotte versus Sasha. <laughs> um, yeah, continuing on, Randy Orton defeated Rusev. To, I don't think we really need to talk about that. No. No, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. Retro- yeah, I, I feel don't like, understand it. I mean, I feel like Rusev sh- should have got the win here. Mm-hmm. Because then you could have had Randy Orton RKO him afterwards to keep Randy Orton up and keep Randy Orton hot in this thing. Um, but it's just like Randy Orton defeats him again. Now, where do you go from here? Yeah, it's back-to-back pay-per-view. I mean, back-to-back for SmackDown, at least, pay-per-view victories for Orton, which makes no sense. Hey, 
He's yeah. Randy, Orton, Randy Orton's okay in my book. I, he's, in, he's great in my book, just uh, doesn't need to be doing what he's doing. Yeah, well, you can tell that to the writers. Um, Bobby Roode made his SmackDown Live pay-per-view de- that's debut. Way, that's way farther down the line. Who cares? Let's talk about it anyway. Defeated Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> who's uh, who's now coming out to no music and just a spotlight on him. Yeah, this match wasn't what it should have been. I mean, to you, I, I, it wasn't no, what it should have been. Come on. There's no way it was for you. Hey, it was it, it was placed in between the WWE Championship match and the Hell in a Cell match. I I think, I mean, they're both awesome. I just it just wasn't what it should have been. This feud, it's the feud, it's the writing. It's 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 the first chapter in what can be a long feud. So just put it at that. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to have them, you know, killing each other in the first match. This is their first match. Bobby Roode got the upper hand. You know, next match, Dolph Ziggler might get the upper hand. You know, it's going back to like the going back to with the the Usos in the New Day. You know, they can go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. This is the start of hoping a little bit of a longer feud. But Usos in New Day was based on better writing, better promos. All right, listen, let's focus on the positives here, Brandon. All right, Debbie Downer. I don't like this. Uh, Yeah, well, speaking of a positive, uh, Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles and Ty Dillinger to become the United States champion. Actually, he pinned Ty Dillinger. Yes. Because it was a triple threat match, which was a lot of fun. Uh, This was a really good match. Unfortunately, I wouldn't have wanted... I mean, I wouldn't have wanted Baron Corbin to walk out of that match as champion, but I'm completely fine with him. I'm thinking, you know what, after the whole Money in the Bank briefcase debacle or whatever allegedly happened backstage, it's good to see Baron Corbin, you know, get back uh, get back into like a, a prominent role in yeah. SmackDown. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought the match was a lot of fun because it was like all over the place. One person rolls out, one person rolls in. It reminded me very uh, like Lucha Mexico-esque okay. from, that, from, that, from that nature. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte Flair defeated uh, Natalia for the SmackDown Women's uh, Championship, but it was by disqualification. So, so. that's – I'm like compl- over the moon that Charlotte didn't win the championship. Um, and Natalia put a stop to the match with a steel chair. Good. So there's gonna, So now this is setting up – oh, yeah, wait. No, I was going to say this is going to set up a chairs match at TLC, but it's uh, – Wrong. Uh, that, that's yeah. a raw pay-per-view. Yeah, but I'm I'm satisfied with Natalia still being champion. I'm sure David is super pissed. <laughs> why? <laughs> well, like I, for whatever reason, he doesn't like. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't like Natalia. But you know why I like Natalia? Because she has maybe one of the best shirts in WWE right now. The crazy cat shirt with the paw, with her cat with with using laser beam. It. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It really is incredible. And I think I think due to this match, Dave beat me in predictions. Really? I think we had every single prediction the same except for Charlotte. He had Flair, I had Natalia. So in some sense I was correct because she's still champion, but unfortunately on the pen and paper of it all, Dave picked it up. All right, Dave, congratulations to you. You can get uh, three more hours of studying. Yeah. Uh, next after that match for the WWE Championship, Jinder Mahal successfully retained against Shinsuke Nakamura. If you take out the involvement of the Singh brothers, I thought this match was good. Which yeah. just proves that Jinder Mahal really doesn't need 
Like, I don't know why they continue to write the Singh brothers interrupting matches into this whole Because it's a heel thing to do. Yeah, but every single match, heels can cheat other ways. I know. Well, now it's like now they're going to have to factor in something else. They're going to have to factor in like a steel cage or something to that nature to keep the Singh brothers out. Like the Jinder Mahal wasn't even on SmackDown, was he? I forget. I forget. I don't, I don't know. even think he was. I don't recall him being on SmackDown. You'd probably know uh, better than I would. But, uh, yeah, so that match took place. Uh, main event of the evening just blew everything out of the water. I thought for sure nothing was going to be able to top Usos and New Day. I thought for sure that was going to be the match of the night. And then this match happened. And it's like, don't bet against Shane McMahon. His no. matches are always fantastic. Like I said, tons of times on the show before WrestleMania, him and AJ Styles had the best match. Kevin Owens picked up the victory here, though. False count yep. anywhere, Hell in a Cell match. So, it was like going way past the time. where It went Ed to 11.30. Where I even thought that maybe they are not doing Ziggler versus Bobby Roode at one point. But, yeah, uh, yeah this match... So good. Yeah, no, I thought it was, you know what? I thought as, and it was different from the first Hell in a Cell match that was on the card. Yeah, because thanks to the big time thanks to the false count anywhere. The false count anywhere thing, getting outside of the cage, you know, the the whole spot on, like I was like scared to, to being a, a mark that I am, I was scared to death during them on top, I'm like, somebody's going to fall through the cage. Oh, my God, someone's going to fall through the cage. He does a pop-up arrow. I'm like, he's dead. He's going to die. Oh, no. And then, yeah, it was great. But Kevin Owens, you're right. Kevin Owens gets the win with uh, help from an unfamiliar source. When uh, Shane McMahon went to go do his leap of faith off the top of the cage, at the very last second, Sami Zayn comes in, pulls Kevin off. Shane goes crashing through the table. Sami then takes... Kevin Owens' lifeless body and puts him on top of the one, two, three. So it looks like there's some sort of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens alliance, which is fine with me. Um, it gives Sami a little bit of new blood because I feel like he's gotten stagnant in that like mid card role. So they, you know, the sky is uh, the limit now for uh, what's going on here. Could we yeah. see Sami? Could we see Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon at the Royal Rumble? Could we see Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon? At WrestleMania. Could we see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? Who knows? I'm assuming, but, like, I, I would assume that we'll see Shane wrestling again at Survivor Series. Maybe. So. I think, from what I'm reading on the sheets, brother, um, it said something that, like, Shane only has to wrestle, like, twice a year. That's mm. part of his, like, contract. So you keep him off TV for a little bit. You have so Daniel maybe, Bryan. Yeah, maybe the Royal Rumble. Yeah, maybe the Rumble. I think maybe save it for Mania. Have this like whole like you you, you have the Kevin Owens show really take over on SmackDown. And yeah. then you. Uh, I was hoping like so badly during that match for Sami Zayn to come out turn heel. Just due to the whole, I mean, he's it just breathes life into his character. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It was so, funny because I was because I was texting you during this, and you said something. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is like, um, this is intense. 
And then you were like, oh, I want Sami Zayn to come out and turn heel. And then it happened. I was like, wow. And it's funny, when they cut to the camera shot where you see somebody over where Sami Zayn was, but like everything's focused on Shane McMahon at the top of the cell, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, wow, that's a weird position for like a, a camera guy to get in there. But I guess maybe he just wants like a good picture of Shane falling off the cell. Yeah. And then like they turn it around to the next angle and you see Zayn rip Kevin Owens off the table. I was like, oh, it's not a camera guy. It's Sami Zayn. So Yeah. But yeah. this was definitely, if we still did the marketing awards, this would definitely be up there for a match of the year candidate. Yeah, no, I uh, I absolutely agree. And do you now think it puts Kevin Owens in like an upper echelon of wrestlers right now in WWE, even though he's been there for a very long time? Yeah, I think he's I think he's already solidified himself up there. I mean, if you can headbutt the boss, I think you know. I think they're trying to channel like a new Stone Cold. Yeah, Perhaps it should. You think that? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible, and it should be interesting to see where they go with Kevin Owens. I mean, yeah, as he worked an angle with Vince McMahon. Yeah, he made Vince McMahon bleed his own blood. So it's no like, one makes Vince McMahon bleed their own blood. Blood. Yeah. Nobody. So all right. So anyway, let's uh, we'll talk about the SmackDown side of the WWE in just a couple of minutes. But let's get on to Monday Night Rare. Monday Night Nitro. I've missed that. Which kicked off with Miz hosting another edition of the Mizzies. Bo Dallas was absent. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he's selling the, uh, you know, the injury from Roman Reigns from last week. Yeah, but he gives out awards. Uh, The bar ended up getting involved. They got an award. And uh, then Roman Reigns interrupted everything. Followed by Dean Ambrose, followed by Seth Rollins. And everybody lost their mind. Which it's funny because at first Roman Reigns comes out. Miz is like over, completely over. Fans are chanting, you deserve it to them. And uh, Roman Reigns music hits. He comes out. Fans boo. They go a little crazy when Dean Ambrose comes out. And then I swear I've never heard a pop louder for Rollins than on Monday Night Raw just then. Yeah, no, and the Shield came back, and the Shield did what they do normally, and that's Wreck House. Yeah. Uh, took out everybody, triple power bombed the Miz. Which, as Michael Cole kept calling it, like we must have heard it at least 20 times on Monday Night Raw, is it's, I guess it's become, being called the Shield Bomb now. Okay, I guess. I don't know. Shield Bomb. They're like, I'm, we I'm, can't I'm, call it a triple power bomb. Let's think of a better name. Shield yeah. Bomb. Let's do it that. Let's call it Shield Bomb. Yeah, so but you know that wasn't the only time we saw the Shield uh, kind of wreak havoc on Monday Night Raw. Uh, they also came out after Braun Strowman decimated Matt Hardy. Well, I don't want to say decimated because Matt Hardy got some. Uh, Matt Hardy got, put up a, a good fight against Strowman. I feel like this would have been a perfect time to turn Matt Hardy into Woken Matt Hardy. Well, maybe Rather, he'll, 
I well, mean, as I, as I was as I was well, no, this is what I was gonna say. Rather than as I was alluding to, the shield came out. They gave a shield bomb to Braun Strowman through the announce table, a la what they did to Ryback so many times before. Um, this would have been a perfect time for Strowman to like power slam Matt Hardy off the stage, like similar to what happened last when he became broken, Matt Hardy. Well, I think that's what I think he was leading towards that after that match. Yeah, he carried Hardy all the way up to the stage as if he was going to put him through, like he did with Hawkins. Yeah, well, and then the, uh, the shield came the, out and stopped him. The hounds of justice, uh, we are we're in full force. Uh, but anyway, before that though, um, was it before that or after it? Uh, Miz went to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle booked it for TLC. It's going to be the Shields versus the Bar and uh, the Miz in the TLC match. Which should be a lot of fun, but then uh, it gets changed to a four-on-three match because Braun Strowman is now on the side of The Miz. So it's going to be Braun Strowman and The Bar and The Miz. Did I say The Miz already? The Miz, Braun Strowman, and The Bar uh, versus The Shield in a TLC match. Which, which it's funny because at that point, we're like Miz was, was telling Angle, like, I mean, put their money where their mouth is, basically. The Shield said they could take on three, four, five people. So it's like at that point, why not just add Curtis Axel to the match? Yeah. Well, that, well, what I'm thinking is that somehow someone's going to be on the side. I think Jason Jordan's or somebody's going to be on the side of uh, the um, the Shield. It's going to be like the Shield and Jason Jordan. I would hope you know? not. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think four on three makes the Shield come out of that looking way stronger as a unit than... It would if it was a fair fight. And they got to make Roman Reigns look strong. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. I mean, and it's crazy. WWE already had that shirt released. Yeah, like like seconds after the shoot. And then, like, the next segment they come out, they're all wearing the shirt. I'm just like, oh, my God. Which it sucks. that for, I don't know why. There's two shirts on WWE Shop now. I think two. Two or three that uh, are brand new shirts that are more expensive than the other ones normally are. Oh really? Of, yeah, instead of being twenty four ninety nine, these are twenty seven ninety nine. Uh oh, inflation, I brother. I hope that's not gonna happen. Where that's gonna be like the new norm for WWE shop shirts. Hey, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But they always have those like good like fifteen dollar, five dollar shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and they also have plaques on WWE shop now to commemorate the, the shield coming back. The shield, yeah. There's like three different ones. One just like a picture of them. Two being one with, I guess, a random shirt square from either of the three and a picture. And then the third one is a a, a clip of each one of their shirts for more, more and more and more money. Which one did you buy? I didn't buy any. I, it wasn't there. So what would I need that for? I don't know. I, I The only time I bought a plaque for something I wasn't there for was Zack Ryder at WrestleMania 32. Oh, you really? You bought that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You got to get him to sign it in purple paint marker? It's actually already signed, so. Oh, really? So you got to get him to sign it again? So you have <laughs> no. a double signature? And it sucks because on WWE Shop, it was like his old signature. Okay. But it He comes... has an old signature and a new signature? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, the new signature is a lot, like, faster that you could just sign, like, the ZR, basically. Okay. It still looks a lot better than, I mean, Dean Ambrose, which is, like, one of the worst signatures I've ever seen. It's literally just a DNA. Seth Rollins, also an awful signature. Becky Lynch, up there with a the bad signature. 
Oh my God! Who cares about signatures? Uh, if you're going out to collect signatures, though, it's like those aren't like. Yeah, I don't feel like you're getting. If you're paying like a hundred bucks for like Becky Lynch's signature of like a B and then a backwards L, that's. But you still know. got the look. You still got the look at her. So yeah, that's, whatever. That's important. But uh, uh, yeah, let's so. move on to uh, let's move on to some uh, some female stuff going on on uh, Monday you're Night like Raw. Jumping all over the place. Listen, we're, this is how we do it, man. We don't have to. We don't have to go in chronological order. Let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about the women's division. Let's talk about Alexa Bliss. Uh, and it looks like her next uh, opponent is going to be Mickey James. After uh, you know weeks of uh, fr- fraternizing. Wow, that's really funny. So I was just, I just said I just said Alexa Bliss. I had to say it low, and then oh, all of a sudden, yeah. and then my echo went off in the other room. Where like where how do they choose the name Alexa for that? I don't know. Amazon Alexa wants no. It's gonna go off again. <laughs> she it's really it's it's a fun thing to play with. Well, you, you it's, just it's you funny. could just say Bliss. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that Little Miss Bliss. Uh, it looks like she's going to be facing Mickey James. At Do you TLC. want me to look up little miss bliss? <laughs> no, that's no, that was the, my impression of Alexa. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm all, I'm, I, that, honestly, I was in like a, a great role. And then all of a sudden that just totally threw me off, man. Come on, Bob Backlund. Um, <laughs> anyway, so anyway, it's Alexa bliss versus Mickey James. They had a nice little heated uh, argument in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw. So you get to see the old school versus the new school TLC, which will be fun. Uh, but speaking of the new school, you got somebody debuting at oh, wait, TLC. Wait. Before, before you jump into that, though, back to with Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, I just want – like if they, they, they keep talking about making history with that match or whatever. And if you truly want to make history, just make it a ladder match. Yep, make it the first. I mean, yes, you've had the Money in the Bank women's ladder match, but just give them a one-on-one ladder match for the championship. Yeah. Okay. I'm for it. I want to see a pink pink ladders. No, regular black like their souls ladders. But anyway, talk about uh, new school, new female wrestlers debuting. Uh, Asuka is making her way to Monday Night Raw, and she will be debuting at TLC against the winner of a fatal five-way. Uh, it was reported earlier today it was going to be a triple threat match. Uh, then it got changed to something else, allegedly. Uh, and then it got made into a fatal five-way. A fatal with... five-way elimination match. Yeah. Fatal which five... okay. commentators didn't even realize it was an elimination match. Well, from what I read is that every that got changed like last minute on the fly. So that's maybe that's why they didn't know. It's like it completely – it didn't have to be a fatal five-way anything match, but the only person I wanted to see move on to TLC to face Asuka was, was Emma. So, I'm, And now I'm, I got the win. Yeah, I'm completely fine with Emma picking up the victory there. Uh, yep, and we... Dana Brooke just makes no sense being in the match. Alicia it... Fox makes a little bit more sense, but still doesn't make sense. Banks and Bailey obviously make sense, but uh, – yeah. Hey, listen. I'm glad that Emma is getting her comeuppance. I just, Come I just up, hope up. it's not going to be a squash match against Oscar because I don't it's think it's going to be a squash. Yeah, match. but Oscar doesn't need that. For me, she's already like she's already a proven force for the main roster women. She's defeated most of them. She's but already here, defeated Emma on but a takeover. Here, but here's the thing. 
Asuka's starting over brand new in WWE. There's a market of the audience that isn't like me and you, you and I, that doesn't have the WWE network that watches NXT religiously, has been watching and it has been watching NXT religiously for the past year, year and a half, seeing Asuka do her thing. So now they have to reintroduce to the hardcore fan. They have to introduce to the everyday fan that'll be like, oh, hey, let me still spend 60 bucks and order this pay-per-view. Which and- people said that on Sunday for that, for Hell in a Cell. I can't believe people do that. That's the dumbest thing you could do is actually yeah. order the pay-per-view. Yeah, well, uh, here's a sidetrack on this note. I'm actually, I'm in the process of getting rid of cable altogether. Damn. In my, well, no, because I have the WWE Network. So that's, you know, 10 bucks a month, which is all of my pay-per-views, which is WrestleMania, which is essentially all I watch in life is professional wrestling and baseball. So in the next three weeks, I'm going to be really depressed because all I'm going to be able to watch is – well, I'm going to watch is professional wrestling. So there's people that – like, as you say, I'm one of those hardcore people. What, I what, watch, if, what if the Yankees make it to the World Series? Um, I have Hulu, and I have Hulu uh, like plus live TV. So they give me Fox. They give me TBS. You know, They give me all the essential channels that I need to watch the World Series. Mm. And I pay a quarter of what I was paying my cable bill. My cable bill has gone down uh, by maybe two thirds. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's, it's pretty crazy that like this is the my brother now. He moved to Orlando. He doesn't have cable. Your brother was he? Is is he training? Training? Yeah. In the center, <laughs> yeah. Moved down to the performance center. Perfect. I knew it. He's the new janitor. Yeah, actually custodian. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was it uh, from whatever? Reg- regardless, that's two prowrestlingtees.com. But anyway, um, going back to Asuka. So there is there's a group of people that aren't familiar with Asuka. They're just seeing these promos of this really creepy Asian woman, um, you know, with a mask on and without a mask on, and it just says Asuka. So they don't know anything about her. So they have to it's it's a restart. It's with anybody that came up from NXT other than like Finn Balor. Because I think you had to be living under a rock to see what to know what Finn Balor was going on. Because they just you know you got to be living under a rock to not know Oscar. She is the longest reigning women's champion of this era, longest reigning winning streak of uh, of somebody of this era. So it's like I'm just saying they have to reintroduce her and they have to show what she's been doing for the past year and a half. Like I'll understand if it's a squash match. I just hope it's not. It's going to be a squash match. So uh, get ready to uh, type on your keyboard about how how that should have been a squash. Add Marking Out on Twitter. Go follow us. Look at all these promotions and plugs I'm doing. Man, this is great. All right. Now, Brandon, you lead the way now since I'm jumping all over the place and you don't like well, it. Well, uh, I mean, other matches that took place during Monday Night Raw. You had Jason Jordan defeating Carl Anderson, uh, which you're completely rightful for skipping over this as it was a waste of a match. Well, you got to see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows got on TV. Yeah. That's positive there. But uh, negative of that is that it's not doing anything for Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows losing to a singles competitor. Okay, they're still getting a paycheck. Yes, that's positive for a personal note. <laughs> yep, amen. I mean, not a, our personal note, for their personal notes. Uh, another match that took place, Elias defeated Apollo Crews, which I think was another wasted match, but I enjoyed uh, – Elias was playing guitar, and then all of a sudden he gets interrupted by banjo music. Which I so thought was funny, too. I, I popped for Titus 
playing the banjo. It's one of the instruments that, like, I wish when I was a, a, a little kid. When I was a wee lad. My brother was, like, the musical one that, like, my parents gave him everything related to music. And all I wanted to do, he was sitting there getting, like, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, and all these things. I just wanted to play banjo. I thought it'd be the coolest thing. I liked the banjo. And uh, never never had the opportunity. But I, it's okay, because I, when I, years later, tried to learn guitar, can't learn guitar. So, <laughs> so I don't think I would have been able to play banjo. Um, there's a big thing coming out of this uh, Elias Apollo Cruz match is that the fact that Elias channeled the Undertaker and walked the ropes, you know, yeah. dropping a shot over the shoulder of Apollo Cruz, which I heard he is in huge heat. I a hundred percent wouldn't believe any of that. So why? I just wouldn't believe that. Okay. I mean, yeah, believe what you want. But anyway, uh, Elias wins the feud with uh, the Titus Worldwide, and Elias uh, continues. Which I tried to meet Anthony Bourdain at Comic-Con. Why was He's, Anthony Bourdain at Comic-Con? He has a comic book out, apparently. And why does, why, does, why does Titus Worldwide have anything? To, oh, yeah, that's right, because he was there. He, the, joined, like, he joined Titus that's Worldwide. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, so I was going to try to meet him or whatever. And they said to get there at 10 o'clock to get a wristband, uh, and I was there at, I was. Th I think they let us in at like under, right under 10 o'clock, and I went right to the Dark Horse booth, and they were like, sorry, they're all gone. I was like, damn. But I saw, <laughs> I walked by and I saw him, so it was cool. Damn. Yeah. You said, you said it like that? Uh, well, I, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty right. much. But another thing, moving on to Monday Night Raw, Enzo Amore cutting a promo about Kalisto attacking him last week. He called Kurt Angle out, which is just nuts that like the general manager of Raw is dealing with cruiserweights. Well, they're, I'm, I'm they so, were a Raw exclusive. I'm so happy that, like, but, like, just in general, like, because before Enzo, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, well, they didn't care. They just cared about fighting. Yeah, so... uh he asked Kurt Angle why was Kalisto able to put his hands on him last week with the claws. That being if any of them, any of the cruiserweights put their hands on them. No title shot, nothing. Uh, and then Kurt Angle's like, I actually signed Kalisto after I signed that clause. So he's good. And then Enzo got pissed off. He said, I'm not having a title match at TLC. I'm not going to wait for that. If I'm having, if I'm defending my title, I'm doing it in the main event. And Kurt Angle agreed, and he goes, "By the way, it's a lumberjack match, which was awesome." Yeah, I thought it was good. You know, they've been doing a very good job since Enzo came into the cruiserweight division about highlighting the cruiserweights. Yeah, I'm glad there's somebody else on the show that agrees with me with this. But okay, no, I've had my my talks with Dave. Dave hates Enzo Amore. Yeah, exactly. Like, can't wrestle. I don't know. I feel like it's more personal for him than it is for Dave. Why? I just like I don't know. Like the whole like the backstory of Enzo of like him cheating and stuff. But it's like it's turning him into a heel because now that he's now he cheated to get his way. People are like, oh yeah, it's cool. It's Enzo, it's Enzo Mora. You no, know how you doing? In something. Life on women. <laughs> oh, who did he cheat on? Well, I don't know I, this. That's like apparently he cheated on. Liv Morgan, but who knows? I don't know if it's true or not. Who do we know? What do we know? We're just two guys that, uh, you know, talk about our podcast. Right. Yeah, so 
Really? Wow, that's interesting. But anyway, regardless of that, that's three now. ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, back to what I was saying about Enzo. It's like, oh, hey, let me cheat to win. And now, oh, I'm not going to defend my title. Blah, 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 blah. This, that, and the other thing. Yakety schmackety. Um, yeah, and that's that. Yes. And that, so, I mean, do you want to talk about the main event or should we just go back to the other things? No, that... talk about the main event because that's really the only – what else are we going to talk about with Monday Night Raw? Uh, well, a big thing was Finn Balor. And... Ah, yes. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the main event and then we'll get to uh, Finn Balor as well. Sorry. I'm all over the place. I like being all over the place. Yeah. So, um, well, anyway, the so... other – there was another Cruiserweight match. Uh, Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher defeated Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Again, meaningless match. No offense yeah. to the guys in this match. I thought it was a fine match. Just has no meaning to it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, had the main event of Monday Night Raw is another Cruiserweight Championship Division match. Uh, you had Enzo Mori defe- uh, defending the title against Kalisto in a Lumberjack match. Which, uh, even for the Cruiserweight division to have a Lumberjack match is awesome. On yeah. Monday Night Raw in the main event. Uh, like, Enzo having had... I mean, without Enzo, none of this was happening. No, I totally agree. I totally agree 100%. But anyway, we have a new Cruiserweight champion. Kalisto is now your new Cruiserweight champion. He defeated Enzo Amore with a top turnbuckle, Selena Del Sol. Which almost didn't happen. Uh, Enzo Amore hit that eat defeat. and uh, uh, It's called the Jordenzo. Yeah, the Jordenzo, sorry. Uh, and Mustafa Ali pulled Enzo out of the ring before the three count. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was Mustafa Ali. Breaks up the pinfall. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm a fan of this. Kalisto should have been in the Cruiserweight division since its original inception. Yeah, which was still makes no sense as to why Sin Cara joined and then Kalisto didn't. Well, the whole Sin Cara thing was, just disappeared. Well, the whole Sin Cara thing is because they wanted to get him off of uh, they wanted to get him off of SmackDown, so he didn't get any more fistfights. <laughs> wow, well, but yeah, yeah I'm I'm so happy that Kalisto is still employed now. Cruiserweight, say that again. I said, look who's still employed, and look who's on the Indies uh, doing uh, shoot interviews. Who? Simon Gotch. Oh, Simon Gotch, right, right, yeah. right. That's the fist fight thing. I forgot yeah. for a second. Come on, Brandon. You should know these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but this yeah, was, this was a really good match as well. That superplex onto all the cruiserweights. Awesome. Give, giving him a little bit of a. Uh, he's like, hey, you want to do this? All right, you could do this. Although uh, missing from ringside were three people. Uh, <laughs> Grand Metallic, Lince Dorado were two of them, which perhaps because they were giving the title to a masked. Man, they didn't want other masked superstars there. Oh, I don't. I have no clue. That's a theory. Uh, they could have just been busy. And a third person missing from ringside was Neville, uh, which rumored that Neville asked for his release before Raw and left. Yeah, and quit. Which I so. completely hope that's not true. I hope that, like the sto- like. I don't know. I don't want that to be true at all because Neville well, had this has been his best year ever in WWE for or yeah ever. And it now really you can has. get you can get him right back into the cruiserweight title picture. You know, except TLC triple threat match between the, th- the three of them. Yeah. So I really, really hope that Neville is still employed by WWE and he did not ask for his release. Yeah, 
it'll be yeah hopefully we'll we'll see how it goes if not uh he'll be at a pwg all-star weekend <laughs> yeah uh, or i mean probably not it was really it was weird though because kevin owens kevin i want to call him kevin steen kevin owens posted a picture of him talking like an older picture of him talking to neville backstage so maybe he knows something about it or maybe he's just trolling the internet yeah i don't know hopefully, who knows hopefully he's still but, there though who knows but a solid uh a solid episode of monday night raw uh new cruiserweight champion the shield's back uh you got a lot going forward going into tlc in just a couple weeks but uh, we got sister abigail Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. I'm sorry. Finn Balor, sorry. Finn Balor called Bray Wyatt desperate for attention, desperate to control the fans and stuff. And then Bray Wyatt appeared and introduced the world to Sister Abigail, which is looks like it's just an alter ego of Bray Wyatt. The altered voice I thought was dumb. I thought, kidding me? I thought it was really cool. Well, I didn't. Sister, Sister Brandon here. Yeah, Sister you've been, Brandon is here. You've been waiting to do this the entire episode. I have. I have 100% been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your sister still has the uh, wacky races, uh, whatever. Yeah, the the, the, the voice, laugh. Yeah. Yes. Motley laugh. But yes, I have been waiting for the whole show to do that. Um, that that's because, awesome. Because I knew one day further down the line... Several years after I purchased a voice changer, I would use it at one point. <laughs> but I he said he said to, Brandon said to himself, "Oh man, I'm definitely going to use this for something wrestling related. <laughs> I have to buy it." Yeah, I didn't like the voice. I thought it was stupid. I th- I liked. I enjoyed. Well, I thought it was cool. It's it's like it's not a terrible thing. Like Bray Wyatt portraying Sister Abigail is for me is not terrible because. I mean, we don't know about ghosts and spirits and stuff, but like, I thought you don't believe in ghosts. Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's out there and what isn't. I don't want to, like, I don't want to ever be haunted or anything. I've had weird occurrences happen, but like, hope, like, luckily it wasn't like, like me seeing an actual ghost or anything. You didn't get the reference, did you? Oh, I didn't. That was right over my head then. Cooking with Brandon, episode five. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote the script and you don't even remember it. Come on. Yeah. You remember but, you you remember what happened to Marking Out episode 95, but you I can't remember no, what happened to I can't, I can't go go back last like, year. I can't go back like that with Marking Out. But uh, it, it's like it's not so far-fetched to be possessed by a demon. So, like... Yes, we could see Bray Wyatt, like there's a possession there or something of Sister Abigail to him. But the voice, I just, it was stupid for me. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. The imagery was cool. The makeup was actually, I really like, it made you seem like, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it just, I, the imagery was cool, it which be, I enjoyed. I didn't watch a, it around my son. It should be a fine uh, Halloween-esque type feud. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Is, Halloween is the month. It's in two weeks, I think. Three, one. Yeah, next what week? are you being for Halloween? Is it next? Three week? weeks. Uh, two and a half weeks, I think, because today's Wednesday. It's on a Tuesday, so we got one, two, two, almost three weeks. Hell in a Cell yeah. is on. Hell in a Cell just not Hell in a Cell. Yeah, TLC. I meant. 
Yeah. October 22nd. Yeah. All right. So two weeks. Yeah, so. But uh, as for what am I being for Halloween, I don't think anything. I think I'm breaking the cycle this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what. Like, I already like went through all my possibilities. For... Why don't you be a ghost? Just put a sheet over your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on to SmackDown... It kicked okay. off with the Usos calling out the New Day, um, which both teams gave each other props for how awesome this feud has been, and the feud has definitely been so awesome. It has been. Hype Bros came out, demanded a title shot. Gable and Benjamin demanded one. Uh, Brizongo came out, which we were we had an episode of uh, Fashion Files yeah. on Sunday, which led them to to be yeah to be i will speak about later on in the show but we were guaranteed that we will be seeing pulp fiction not pulp fiction whatever pulp files whatever they were calling pulp it. fashion pulp fashion on yeah. this week's episode of smackdown wasn't the case but, but we got them in action yes brizango and then ascension was also out there uh but daniel bryan came out pissed off made they were like he like yelled at new day and usos to get out of the ring and everyone's like, no, 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 doing the no chance. Uh, and then he goes, because there's a fatal four-way match for the number one contendership happening right now between those teams. So Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin picked up the victory, uh, which is disappointing because, I mean, I think the team that people most wanted to see win was Brizongo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, you know, Shelton Benjamin's back. You kind of have to put him... You guys put them going forward. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, Hypros had more miscommunications. So take, take – Zach, listen. I know you're not listening, but <laughs> just give Mojo Raleigh a rough rider. End this and go on for your big solo run and win the WWE Championship from Jinder Mahal. Just do it. You know you want to. Great. I, I mean I want that to happen as well. So if you're listening yeah. to this, Zach Ryder, thumbs up from Brandon. Uh, there was also a new introduction of a new tag team this week as well, right, Brandon? Yes, the Bludgeon Brothers. So stupid. I, I mean, it's not like stupid, but I mean, no, it's a that, terrible. It is a bad name. I mean, the name is the name. Whatever. I what? I mean, yeah, really, the name is whatever. They're trying to make them the WWE version of War Machine. War Machine as in New Japan Pro Wrestling? As in Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. Um, well. But the Viking-like robes and the big axe hammer thingies. It's been months since we've seen them, so I'm, I'm happy just to get them back on television. Yeah, so am I. You know, you need, I mean, this could, you could also bring the Authors of Pain up, but it looks like they uh, have some stuff going on, on in the NXT round, so. With fashion files though on sunday to be yeah bludgeon brothers yeah that could be it which that, that was it. like what everyone assumed well i don't know want to say everyone but dave and i certainly thought that luke harper and eric rowan were behind the fashion police getting attacked i i had a, it's i think it's since july i thought maybe july june or july I was waiting for Harper and Rowan to be like revealed as the attackers of 
Brizongo. Yeah. Now so, we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, something else that took place, you had Natalia backstage bragging about, bragging to Lana and Tamina um, about her being champion. Um, and a few weeks ago, you had Lana talking to Tamina, which made it seem like she was about to have Tamina bleach her hair blonde. Uh, so that didn't happen. But here you had Charlotte step in and attack Natalia. You also had Carmella and Tamina in the room and Becky Lynch and Naomi just randomly attacked them and it made no sense to me as to why that happened. Yeah. Like, why would Becky Lynch and and Naomi just randomly step into a locker room to attack Tamina and Carmella? I don't know. I I mean, it's still getting Tamina and uh, Lana on television, maybe, perhaps? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. This this is uh, then followed. Then you had a, a match in the ring with Carmella and Becky Lynch. Which uh, Becky Lynch was victorious about. Which, if Becky went out of her way backstage to attack the way she did, like I feel like there should have been more fire to this match. You had Becky Lynch's hair. Enough said. But, no. <laughs> that doesn't count. You're just like, uh, uh, no. uh okay. Up next, so. though, Kevin Owens speaking about his victory at Hell in a Cell. Uh, and introduced Sami Zayn and said that, and uh, Sami Zayn said that he's tired of of being a pushover. Basically, yeah. he's tired of doing the right thing and getting nowhere. Even mentioning how Shane McMahon just brushed Sami Zayn off when Sami Zayn tried to be like, "Listen, I've been in the ring with him. I know how 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 he is in the ring." Shane's like, "You worry about your stuff. I'll worry about me." Yeah. So we'll see where Sami Zayn and uh, I mean I like this pairing. I'm as fine I said. with it. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent fine with it. Yeah, you, you get this Jinder Mahal, um, Jinder Mahal Shinsuke Nakamura feud over, um, and you know you get a Kevin Owens in there. You have Kevin Owens win the title. You know, give Baron Corbin a run. Get let him have the title back to AJ Styles, and you put the title on Sami Zayn. Then you get the, them to both have the tag team titles. So then they have three matches of WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. Listen, That's not happening. Hashtag Mark Dreams. <laughs> yeah. I like, though, Kevin Owens is like, Sami Zayn is not my friend. He's my brother. Yeah. No, well, again, the other day, after that whole uh, thing on Sunday, Kevin Owens posted on Instagram a picture of him and uh, Sami hugging from the Indies. So. Yeah. No, it's good. And now they get to be riding buddies again. Yeah. Well, I'm sure so. they could have been riding buddies regardless, which is for ProWrestlingTees.com yeah, slash Mark and now Jinx. Next thing that took place was Nakamura teaming up with Randy Orton to take on Rusev and Aiden English. Uh, I continue to like the pairing of Aiden English and Rusev. Yeah, it works um, for both of them. The one thing I was disappointed here was the fact that they came back from commercial break and went right into Randy Orton's entrance. We completely missed Aiden English's shtick. Yeah, I mean, well, you can only see it so many times. Yeah, but I feel like that's like his whole like thing. I don't know. But yeah. It would have been nice to see like an unexpected victory of Aiden English. Yeah, well, you know. Again, Nakamura- did Randy Orton need another victory? I mean, Nakamura picked it up, but... Yeah, I think Nakamura needed it. 
yeah, not gonna worry after the yeah yeah the, the loss yeah so you have to Randy Orton's just a victim of circumstance yeah. so uh, yeah, and then after nice that ring promo with uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler was good uh, what did you like about this yeah it just keeps the feud going it's not that you know one and done match where as I said. You keep the feud going. You need certain things. You need promos. You need backstage beat-ups. You need this. And this is just one more thing to add to it. I liked – I mean I liked Dolph Ziggler showing that Bobby Roode used the trunks to cheat his way to victory on Sunday. Hey, listen. But, you got to do, do what you can. But the promo between them was super awkward. It was I know, super awkward. I just wanted to kiss. It didn't seem like they like, – I don't know if they like forgot script or something. But it, it seemed almost as if they did. But, which made it awkward for me. Yeah. Or just awkward in general. But, main event of the evening, you saw Baron Corbin defeat AJ Styles to, to successfully retain the United States Championship. Clean, by yeah, that matter. Good match. Uh, and, I mean, for the, for the sake of, of not playing hot potato, I was hoping that Corbin was going to pick up the victory here. But there were definitely a few parts to this where I thought AJ Styles was going to win it. And I'm glad he didn't. No, I'm, gl- I'm glad he didn't too. Um, you know, get AJ Styles away from the United States thing. Let him maybe may have him work again with uh, Kevin Owens. Those matches are always fun. Or have him work with Sami Zayn. Well, we'll you know, see. Maybe we'll see coming where... to – you do AJ Styles and uh, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a pay-per-view. Yeah, could be a thing. Yeah. The one thing I thought that was going to happen in this match that didn't was some sort of involvement from Ty Dillinger, but I guess, yeah. I guess maybe that's just it. He's done there. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the coming days or the end of days, because Baron Corbin is still the champion. What do you think about Baron Corbin's new music? Do you like the new one better, or you like the old one better? Uh, well, there's two versions of the new one. I like the newer one with lyrics better than the other new yeah. one. Well, I feel like a lot of the wrestlers new theme musics and they rushed out and then they're like okay now we have it with lyrics now let's change it again yeah that was the case with jason jordan that was the case with jason jordan that was the case with the usos that was the case yeah Baron corbin you know although so, i'll continue to say this over and over again the beginning part of baron corbin's theme song is bye 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 by Insane. really yeah 100 percent. all right well CFO's ripping off people. That's actually Jim Johnson, I think. I think Baron no. Corbin's new theme is a Jim Johnson. No, I think it's a CFO with... I uh, don't think so. Oh, yeah? All right. You want to slap bet it? <laughs> I'm not doing a slap bet. But I, I'm almost positive that it was a Jim Johnson theme. All right. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now, actually. Um, let's see. CFO. Dollar sign. I don't, why is there a dollar sign at the end of it? I, let's, I'm not sure if it's like CFO money or if it's CFOs. CFOs. I, I heard somebody refer to them as CFOs, but I'm not positive. Is it Jim Johnson or Jim Johnston? Um, J-O. I think there's a T. J- yeah, no, there's an S. Yep, you were right. It is a Jim Johnston. Good thing you didn't slap at me. So anyway, that's everything that happened in the uh, the world of the WWE this week. Um, should we hit a little bit of a break ski so I can uh, go get a beer ski? Sure. Let's take a break and we'll be right back here on 
marking out. Hello, wrestling fans. Yakko Warner here. I gotta tell you something. I am a wrestling fan, too. And the only thing I ever listen to in the water tower is Mark it out. And we are back on marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Um, I got myself a dogfish pumpkin ale uh, beer out of the fridge. It's delicious. I feel like I should put my Ugg boots on and my uh, bubble vest and walk around like a basic woman. Uh, anyway, that being said, <laughs> you don't curse anymore, so I can't say uh, that. So. Oh, basic woman. Okay. Yeah, basic woman. Get it? Ha ha. It's funny. But uh, I, anyway, you're like into fully into the pumpkin stuff. Not really. I drink the Dogfish Pumpkin because it's Dogfish, and that's my favorite brewery. So, and this is like one of the beers that put them on the map. Is that so a Long I, Island brewery? No, it's they're based out of Delaware. Delaware, okay. Yeah, and they were like one of the first beers uh, breweries to really uh, put the craft market on the map, and also put pumpkin beers on the map. Like everybody has, there's like pumpkin. There's another really good one by Southern Tier. It's called Warlock. It is a pumpkin stout. It is delicious. Anyway, let's stop talking about beer and let's get on to some outside the ring news. What we got for me, Brandon? Uh, right now, Natalia. This past pay per view marked a uh, surpassing of Tristratus for the most appearances on a pay per view for a female. Oh, awesome. That should be good. Uh, there was a shakedown at a convention in Detroit between Jim Cornette and Santino Morella. Um, apparently, one side of the story said that uh, Jim Cornette was looking like human garbage and was cursing at Santino Morella. And Jim Cornette said that he tried to make his way down the hallway and Santino cornered him. Um, but, yeah. He's like, I didn't even know. see the guy filming. Yeah. Well, you never see the guys filming. Yeah. But yeah, he probably did, knowing Jim Cornette. And it's he, just like you know. it's such a like a crazy like such a crazy thing that happens. Did you read both statements? I did. You did. I just I feel like Santino's came off a little bit more where he's like, Hey, let's just try to bury the hatchet and Jim Cornette's like, Nope, got nothing to say with you. I think I think it was we, more though, like where Santino wanted to like talk to him, and then Cornette like, I don't want to, I don't need to speak to you. You're nobody. He's not nobody. But like to Cornette, I mean, Jim I guess, Cornette's nobody. Oh uh, well. Why he rode the coattails of a bunch of uh, you know high high fame tag teams and wrestlers and stuff like that. Who was bigger, Jim Cornette or Yokozuna? Not I'm not talking like <laughs> physically wise. <laughs> Like, where do you pull Yokozuna from? Because I was thinking about WrestleMania 9. I mean, it's just, like, completely different. It's, like, old school era is, like, like, Jim Cornette is just, he's just always been there. Yeah, okay, he's always been there. But has he, you know, main evented WrestleMania? Yeah, but that, like, he's not, he's not a pro wrestler. I know, but he's in the pro wrestling. He was a manager. I don't like Jim Cornette at all. I, I'm I'm like not I have no problem with Jim Cornette. I just feel like he tried Okay, wait, 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 wait. Do you was... not do you not like Jim Cornette because of your stance on like Kevin Owens and That's and not the point No, that's not the point at all. I, no, I I just think that now he's just trying to keep himself relevant by being a crazy old man. 
you know, going back to the the Kevin Steen thing in Ring of Honor uh, a couple months ago, talking about how Kenny Omega is absolutely nothing, you know, when he's, you know, being main eventing the Tokyo Dome, um, the whole Santino Morella thing. Um, and, and then what happened over the weekend, a live show, Bruce Plitchard's Jim Cornette thinks he's so cool. He's a guest. He pulls it. He exposes himself on stage. I, I don't like, know. I don't know like what the thoughts were with him doing that. I know there was a paper Vince Russo had involved, so it might have been like one of those things where it's like I'm going to pee on Vince Russo. That's how much I hate him, like as like a joke. But even so, it's like I don't like I don't I like who does that? Regardless, he's still that's five now. Oh, crazy old man. You know, it's like. He had a good no. He had an, don't get me wrong. He had an incredible run as a manager, but now it's just like you see old timers and stuff like that. Like they're just like okay, let me just fade off into the sunset. Jim Cornette's like hey, let me still have my tennis racket and let me just be a crazy old man with a podcast and do things just to put myself on the sheets, brother. You know it's it's not it's not cute. I I'm I I don't know. I think he's done way more than. I mean, like, he's promoter for Mid-South and everything. Yeah, well, Mid-South is great. But, you know... Everything that he's done... I mean, forget about the stuff that he did off... Well, I mean, went on screen with Ring of Honor, but, like, I'm just like the... I mean, booking booking and stuff. He's ruining his reputation. He's ruining his reputation by being a crazy old man. It's oh. next. 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 You're gonna see Jim Cornette screams a cloud. That's gonna be a, a headline on, on the dirt sheets. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Uh, all right. Let's get off of him and talk about other things. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that Jimmy Jacobs is no longer employed by the WWE. Uh, it's being reported that allegedly it could be a part of him posting pictures with the Bullet Club when they had their invasion from Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago. I mean. I would love to see Jimmy Jacobs in some other booking capacity, whether it's TNA or Ring of Honor or maybe helping Billy Corgan in his revival of the NWA. So it should be it should be interesting or maybe just going back and losing his mind, becoming a hardcore wrestler because, you know, that railroad spike is probably calling him. Uh, But speak. Speaking of the Bull Club, uh, speaking about Brandon's love of Funko Pops, I, which I have no love of Funko Pops, I really don't. I have, I own five of them. I own oh. four. I own the Blue Ranger, Black Ranger, Green Ranger, Red Ranger, all signed by them. And then I have uh, Zack Ryder's pop, and that's it. I have four. I'm looking at them right now. I have Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead, James Headfield of Metallica, uh, Bob Ross, and Raccoon. And my Zack Ryder figure that came in the mail today. Yeah, so. But anyway, uh, Brandon will be waiting outside of Hot Topic when they are released. I will 100% not be waiting for this. <laughs> yes, he will. I don't, will 100% don't. not be. But it's huge Oops, news. he's lied to you once before. No, well, uh, but, anyway, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I literally only own five, and I only plan on owning five unless Amy Jo Johnson appears at a Comic-Con to get a Pink Ranger pop signed. And maybe uh, I'll buy a Kalisto pop if that ever happens. In all the variants, in all sizes. I mean, I would like to have the other Zack Ryder pop that they're releasing exclusively at the signing at Funko headquarters. But I will not be spending $500 on anyway, Zack Ryder pop. 
Hot Topic will be releasing exclusive uh, Bullet Club Funko Pops. Um, I am not I not familiar with this news. It just came on me as we were talking about our show prep, but it should be fun. It's it's really it's huge news for other companies of wrestling. Yeah, and, and it's huge news for indie wrestling. You know, it it's not even independent wrestling anymore. Yeah, because all the, the the exposure that all these smaller companies can get, um, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's really not. A, I mean, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, ultimately. so so New Japan. It's going to be New Japan Bullet Club action figures. Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be like build for New Japan. I'm assuming. I, I don't. I would assume that they wouldn't get a cut, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Hot Topic and the T-shirts for Bullet Club, I know it's. Uh, pro wrestling tees through New Japan Pro Wrestling, I guess, via nice. New Japan. But yeah, so it's like WWE has the market on like figures and stuff. There was a a, a point in time where uh, TNA had figures, but those really ended up went nowhere. And then when Mattel took over for WWE, Jack Specific jumped in there and released some TNA figures. But again, that was really the last time we had multiple pro wrestling companies releasing figures like that. Yes, this isn't them specifically releasing it. It's actually Funko. So, yeah, it, sh- it should be good. Funko, so. it should be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, so they're going to release like everybody? Is, I, would assume, is, um... I would assume it's, I mean, Young Bucks are definite. I would assume it's Omega and I would assume Cody Rhodes. But what about, I don't know uh, if if Skrull will. I don't see Hangman getting one. I don't see Gorillas of Destiny getting pops. But that's also, I mean, it's a possibility. And I, I don't really see Fale getting a pop. Oh, I'd love Fale to get a pop. He's like the him and Tamatanga, yeah. the original like Bullet Club guys. Yeah, but I mean, as far as I, I'm sure, maybe I mean, they'll if, make Elite Funko pops. What does that mean? The Elite. Oh, Elite. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, uh, I don't I don't see those versions getting made. But if you I mean, if you're going to have to pick, I, I would assume it's Young Bucks, Omega and Cody Rhodes. Did the Young Bucks come in a two pack? Uh, probably not. But it would definitely be smart to make a variant of the Young Bucks inside a two pack with different attire. Yeah, absolutely. And they're giving two sweets Which, and they can't get. Yeah, they can't. So, Yeah. Uh, commercial, uh, let's get on to NXT. We really talked about NXT today, but NXT TakeOver War Games, uh, it will indeed be two rings surrounded by a cage, which is going to be awesome. Fantastic. Last week, we questioned it. I wasn't sure, given WWE's like, oh, let's just call it War Games. Let's do it like they did with NWO versus WCW. No, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun, and I think within the next year you'll see war games on WWE because that's what they. I feel like that's what they do. NXT they try out these new things like the shark cage thing. Yeah, that. with yeah that, and then <laughs> then you saw that at SummerSlam this uh, this year. Yeah. So it's like you'll see these things happen in NXT, and then it'll come to the main ring, which which is gonna be cool. Damn. Oh, that's yeah. that would be interesting to see. Um, something that's incredible is the fact that Tommy Dreamer announced a that House of Hardcore has partnered with Twitch. So moving forward, their event will be streamed live on Twitch. Now, what's Twitch? 
I'm not familiar with it. Twitch, from my understanding of it, it was just a, it's like basically like a webcam thing where Ooh. it just started out as people gaming. Okay. And just blew up into everything. Everybody streams on Twitch now. Every, yeah. It, I, it's I, still predominantly people streaming themselves gaming. Um, I, I watch on Twitch this, this girl who paints. I think it's okay. awesome. I saw um, Jessica Havoc plays a lot of like games and stuff like that on Twitch, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, she mentioned it when she did a Cabana's podcast. Yeah, so Twitch, it's it's free. You don't have to like you don't have to sign up and pay. You could just watch the event. I don't know if they have if they have like private versions of uh, Twitch where you do have to end up paying, but Okay. I have not run into that yet. I watch Wrestle Circus. They they stream on Twitch. Oh, really? Yeah. It's good? Yeah, Wrestle Circus is fantastic. So All right. definitely, cool. definitely check it out. And I'm definitely no. pumped to watch House of Hardcore on Twitch. Yeah, he's Tommy puts on good events, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. No. So um WWN, the uh the parents network of Evolve, Dragon Gate USA, uh FIP have announced a new GIF policy. Now gifts are those like moving like clips of things that happen. Like I no, whenever you have to explain what a gift is. I mean do you want me to like look it up? I mean you don't have to, but I, I, I everyone knows what a gif is in two thousand seventeen, I assume. Yeah, but let's let's get what is a gif? Uh, Wikipedia is a graphics interchange format, is a bitmap image format um, that was developed by U.S.-based software writer Steve Wilhit while working on a bulletin board service provided CompuServe in eight, in 1987. However, it's become very big by in the wrestling community by uh, people on Twitter and people on Facebook and stuff like that where they show spots and matches. There was a so time like, last year that WWE was getting accounts on Twitter suspended for posting GIFs. Yeah, but it's... it's they big, moved on from that. Yeah, they moved on from that because now you can embed clips into your Twitter timeline. And I, I use GIFs all the time. There's a GIF that's programmed into the iPhone of Matt Hardy saying wonderful. Yeah, I mean, GIFs really blew up more so this past year. Like, Facebook added it. Uh, Twitter added a GIF option now. Yeah. So it's like, it's the future. Yeah, no, it is. And anyway, going back to what I was saying before, Brandon, rudely cut me off. Um, it rudely. Yeah, it was extremely rude. Um, anyway, there's a... Was it a, gloriously uh, rude? No, <laughs> Mark. Yeah, okay. Um, there is... Oh, I get Zack Ryder to sign my Funko Pop with a purple paint pen. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You just said all that. I didn't say I was going to have Ryder sign my Funko Pop. Got my tits set up outside a Hot Topic waiting for these Bullet Club Funko I, I Pops. I swear I will 100% not be buying. I don't want any part of Funko Pops other than the Zack Ryder and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers... Or if I get something, some another one signed. Or by I want that dragon from Epcot. I want that exclusive one. The dragon. Or... Oh, you're talking about me. I thought you don't even know who Figment is. Unbelievable. You don't okay, even, sorry, you don't even listen. know who Orange Bird is. I don't actually know who Orange Bird is. It was a mascot right. that was 
that I believe Walt Disney came up to make a mascot of Florida to draw okay. people in to so they had Orangeburg and now Funko released an orange two orange bird pops. Okay, so anyway, back to gifts and Brandon <sighs> interrupting me. Uh, anyway, there's a, a GIF programmed into the iPhone. If you type in wonderful, it's Matt Hardy saying wonderful. So whenever I have a conversation with my family or my wife and something good happens, I usually put that GIF in there. So anyway, WWN has instated a new GIF policy for their users and for people who are making GIFs out of their shows. Um you can never show the finish of a match. No botches of any kind from moves, uh, from moves or equipment or anything like that. Which no. I think is weird because Gabe went on Twitter and said, "Unless you're Mafu from Botchamania, yeah, because but, he has to make a living." Yeah, I mean, well, you know, hey, then that just—it's like there's it because just, you're gonna have what? Do, what? Do, what? Do, what do, Go. What do you? What? No. Anyway, um, uh, you can't show. You can only have three GIF or unders per match. So you can only you. Let's say you're it's Joey Janela versus Sammy Callahan. You can only make. I can only make three gifts for that match, and you can only make three gifts for that match, and the market out page can only make three gifts for that match, and gifts must be under fifteen seconds. Which any gift that's longer than fifteen seconds is just ridiculous. But I that's, just that's over. Did I say under? I meant under. over. Yeah. So, um, I just think this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Really? You're gonna? Into, I am making a rule that people on social media are gonna listen to us about this gift policy. Come on, no one's gonna listen to you. What are you gonna do? A cease and desist order? Like yeah. WWN is being sued by Flowslime right now for a million dollars. <laughs> For a million dollars? Yeah, that's what I heard. Allegedly, I heard it's like a million dollar lawsuit. Wow. So it's like, hey, you have to stop this. Okay, you're being sued for a million dollars. Why am I going to stop this? Yeah, so, I just I don't understand. Like the the main giffers on Twitter say like they're they're fine with these rules and stuff, but it's like I guess they have to say that in order to not be. I mean, gone after by Sapolsky. Yeah, well, I yeah, just, I don't, I just don't do. understand yep. it. it. It's like it's. I think the best way to get your your matches out there, if you have an hour long match, somebody can gif a match, let's say, t- ten times or something, and basically show the hot spots of the match. Not everybody has an hour to sit there watching. Evolve. Yeah. No. Sorry. You just... don't want to see. You can only show near counts, so there'll be 75 per match. <laughs> it's like I get like, oh, don't embarrass a fan. I don't know in what instance anybody's ever gifted something that's embarrassed a fan before. Someone will, someone will pop something up. But I mean, as far as these guidelines, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in life we don't get right now, so. It's like I get Gips. maybe like the no finish thing, but. And I just think what? it's stupid to say no botches unless you're so-and-so. That, that's just stupid. You can't make people exclusive to rules. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
The Miz is going to be hosting MTV's The Challenge, uh, Champs vs. Stars. That'll be starting in November. And uh, former Funkadactyl Cameron, who was had a great run, not, will uh, be appearing as a competitor. Yeah, I guess she will be on the Stars side, even though... Because she wasn't a champ. Oh, that's right. Yeah, CM Punk was on a similar show on this earlier this year. It was Champs yeah. versus Pros. So, which I watched. <laughs> I watched the whole series. Cool. Um, I don't know if I want to tune into this. There's, I think Terrell Owens might be on this season also. Oh really? Yeah, a few other people. There, I didn't, I didn't know these names of like the stars and stuff. So, or I didn't recognize them. Yeah. All right. So that's a little bit of our outside of the ring news. Uh, we got some upcoming indies coming up, up too, right, Brandon? Yeah. On the 20th of October, taking place in Brooklyn, New York, you have Five Borough Wrestling for the people. You're going to be seeing the Five Borough Wrestling Championship on the line. The champion, Anthony Gangon, defending that title against Logan Black. You have former WWE superstar Jack Swagger. I don't know what he's going about on the indies now. Facing the Man of Steel, Mike Verna. Swagger should get to get get himself to Japan. That's what I, I feel like that would be a good move for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get him in uh, get him in the Bullet Club. In... Perfect. No, I don't want that. There's too many members of Bullet Club. There's always it's like the NWL. Yeah, which yeah. But you'll be also seeing JT Dunn take on Mario Bokora. The Governor Beckett Invitational is happening with Hot Sauce Tracy Williams facing off against Undeniable Jack Callow. Ace Romero will be hosting an open challenge. Uh, Willow Nightingale will be facing off against Sue Young. For the Five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Championships, the champions force will be taking on the Elements. Oh boy, it sounds like fun, so get your butts over to Brooklyn. October 20th for some five-barrel wrestling. Moving cross-country to nice. Reseda, California on the 20th. PWG All-Star Weekend 13, Night 1, taking place. Adam Brooks taking on Mark Haskins. Joey Janela is going to be facing off against Trevor Lee in a battle of the X, the X Division, maybe, kind of. Morgan, you can say that. Morgan Webster will be taking on Travis Banks. Jonah Rock will be facing off against Keith Lee. Walter. Seeing, uh, yeah, I got no uh, no good segues there. Walter's going to be taking on Ricochet. Ricochet and in a triple threat Mexican luchadora match. Flamita versus Ray Horas versus Sammy Guevara. Ra, ra, Guevara, ra. yeah. Yeah. For the PWG World Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing the Lucha Brothers take on the Chosen Bros. Could you see? Do you think you can see a, a title change there? Or do you think the Lucha, Bro, the Lucha Brothers have it? Uh, yeah, I, you never, you never know. I don't know. Matt Riddle has been very, very hot recently, so yeah, I but feel so, like so have the Chosen. Uh, not the Chosen Bros. The Lucha Bros. Yeah. So Penta and Phoenix. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see where that goes. But not only was there a white, night one of All Star Weekend 13. There's also a night two, and it happens on the 21st in Reseda, California. You're going to have Matt Seidel face against Ray Oris. You have Adam Brooks taking on Jonah Rock. Trent will be making his return to PWG as he faces off against Travis Banks. Joey Janela taking on Marty Skrull. 
Mark Haskins and Morgan Webster will be facing off against the Young Bucks. Walter will be taking on Sabre Jr. That's going to be an interesting matchup because Walter is a big, big dude. And as we've seen with Zack Sabre Jr., he can take down the best of them. And for your PWG world title, you're going to have the champion, Sexy Chucky T, Chuck Taylor, face the uh, winner of this year's Battle of Los Angeles, Ricochet. Do we see uh, a title change hands here? Uh, oh. hmm. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> that could Ricochet's got a lot going for him here. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I feel like Chuck Taylor should take it, and I'm just saying that because I'm Chuck Taylor, Mark. I mean, I but... would hope I would hope Chuck Taylor retains, but I mean, factor in Bola. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Taking place the 21st of October at the NYWC Sportatorium. NYWC House of Madness taking place. Stockade teaming up with Matt Tremont, Tara Calloway, and a mystery tag team partner facing off the extricated. You're going to have the NYWC Halloween Costume Contest Invitational hosted by the Beer Belly Bandits. Uh, another match taking place. The NYWC Tag Team Championship match taking place. In a triple threat steel cage match, uh, which is the House of Madness match, or is that a thing? Not the, no, that, you're thinking of the Psycho Circus. Psycho Circus, right. You're right. But yeah. the tag team champions, Born and Bred, will be defending the titles against the Benson Bros and G.I.T. and J-Red. And Angelo Andrews will be facing off against the Greek god... Papadon. So for more information for that, nywcwcwrestling.com. Uh, definitely check that out. Yeah. Do we move to Shameless Plugs now? Yeah, let's do that. Shameless Plugs. That's it. It's time for some Shameless Plugs. Anyway, uh, this is a couple months in advance, but I want to tell you about it. Uh, if you are in the Buffalo area, Saturday, December 16th, come to Buffalo Riverworks. It's Tid's Tid the Season. The, every time I die, the uh, awesome hardcore metal band does a yearly holiday show around that time, and this year is no exception. Not only is there going to be great music from Knocked Loose, Reggie in the Full Effect, 18 Visions, who I'm going to see on Saturday, which is going to be awesome, and every time I die... But there's going to be a full wrestling show. You're going to see Gregory Iron versus Dick Justice versus RJ City. You're going to see OI4K versus Team Tremendous. Joey Janela is going to face off against Kevin Bennett. Ali versus Serena. Josh Barnett, yes, Josh Barnett is going to face off against Timothy Thatcher. And Braxton Sutter is going to face off against the worldwide desperado, Sammy Callahan. Tid the season... Saturday, December 16th, bell time is at 1.30, and music starts at 4.30. I honestly was considering purchasing a ticket and driving to Buffalo to this, because this is like professional wrestling and heavy music in one day. Like, how cool is that? You don't you don't get that a lot of other places. All right, I only have one more shameless plug. However, um, getting you guys jacked up for cooking with brandon uh you should go check out our buddy mike and his new cooking show entitled major cliches kitchen adventures this week he on his first episode he made beer can chicken you can find it on youtube under major cliche you can follow him on twitter at major underscore cliche cliche 
Uh, and go check his uh, website out. He does those uh, cooking shows. He's been doing a lot more of them. He does a lot of Let's Play Together things. Uh, and it's pretty cool. And he did a good job uh, with the uh, first episode. So, yeah, go check that out. And there's my shameless plug for this week. That food looks so good, too. Yeah, it did. It re- he did He did a really good job editing it, too. Yeah. So uh, we're in talks right now with Major Cliché's people about getting Brandon on the show to do a uh, Cooking with Major Cliché and Brandon episode so it's all going to be uh movie references and wrestling references uh, and there's really going to be no dialogue it's just going to be movie quotes <laughs> yeah That's it's going to be awesome so uh is this where we go to match of the week or we go to brandon yeah, chat let's go to chris's match of the week chris's match of the week chris's match of the week all right it's chris's match of the week time um Saturday nights when I get home from work at like midnight, I uh, swing by the old halal cart by my house and get a, a lamb over rice, white and hot sauce on the side, and I sit down. They have a halal cart there? Yeah, right by that Walmart that's right by my house. There's one parked out there like seven days a week, and then they just bought – and I guess they made so much business that they have a they bought a storefront up the road. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so usually I'll sit down and I'll watch shoot interviews or watch matches. So my match of the week actually comes from one of my uh, – Halal truck inspired uh, wrestling watches, and it's AR Fox versus Ryback from WrestlePro. You can find this on the big guy's uh, YouTube page. If you search Ryback, it's usually the first thing that pops up. Um, you see Ryback doing a lot of uh, like big guy on big guy matches, which is cool. Um, but this match kind of you get to see his athleticism uh, and that he can really hold his, hold his own with AR Fox. And I know listening to his podcast. This is one of the guys when he left the WWE, he was looking forward to wrestling and he wanted to wrestle and it happened and it was a solid match. So uh, go check that out. AR Fox versus Ryback. Uh, now it's that other time because Dave Brandon gets more of a segment. Uh, Brandon. You did two in a row. <laughs> hey, listen. It's my show. I get it all I want. Brandon. Who you shouting out there? Brandon Shoutouts! Jason Aldean gets the first shout-out. He appeared on SNL this past week to pay tribute to the victims of the shooting from Las Vegas, uh, as well as Tom Petty. He performed I Won't Back Down. Awesome. That was really cool, yeah. Uh, Second up is maybe the strangest, one of the most strange uh, shout-outs ever. Going to the escalator and elevator at Hudson Yard subway station. Um, It's probably the weirdest escalator and elevator I've ever been on and in. Um, I have to assume they're like 60 degree angles. Okay. Where it's like, as you're going up the escalator, yeah, you're like looking at the ceiling and uh, the elevator, instead of going die, instead of going vertically up and down, it goes diagonally up and down. Interesting. So it's like, it's almost as if you're on a wonk invader, but like you're not moving anywhere except for up. So if you're in New York City, go to the Hudson Yard subway station and check those two things out. It's super weird. Uh, And last shout out going to Kalisto because it's awesome to see him get another singles championship in WWE. Continues to be one of the best performers I've ever seen in pro wrestling. So and we drove him to his uh, hotel one time. Yeah. When he was on the Indies. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. I was really looking forward to an anti shout out, so I can tell you there's no anti shout outs don't make any sense because you're still shouting them out. <laughs> well, bam roasted. No anti shout outs. Yep. But now it's okay. time for our, our 
Right, our mark out moment of the week uh, for me, one hundred percent has to be the fact that I met Jim Cummings, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Like such, I mean, I still am such a fan of Winnie the Pooh, but like growing up, not growing up as a kid, like Winnie the Pooh was like my life. Yeah, you really, <laughs> you yeah, definitely had a bunch of Funko Pops of him, didn't you? When I, <laughs> when I yeah. I considered getting a Funko Pop for for him to to sign, but I uh, decided not to because I want to nice. I want to keep my collection down. I don't want I can't be featured as like the Funko fanatic of the week or something. I can't have I can't have that many Funko Pops. I have so many wrestling figures that it's like I can't start collecting another thing. Did they make a Hurley of Lost? Funko yeah, Pop? they do. They do have that. Well, that's what you're getting for Hanukkah this year. I, I don't I don't want any more pops. I don't want that. How oh, you're getting it. <laughs> you're getting so, it. Do you, do you have a markout moment of the week? Uh, it was kind of the Shields coming back. I have to admit. I kind of got a little jacked up by that. I don't know why. I, I, I can't like, believe I can't believe that pop that Rollins got. Yeah, and it's like Roman Reigns is finally over now again. Everyone's well, we'll like, see. We'll see because when they were doing the Shield powerbomb, People booed and cheered at the same time, which was super weird. Yeah, it was strange. But so, yeah, no, I was jacked up. I was jacked up about that. Uh, I also marked out pretty hard when I found out the uh, name of Hangman Page and the Young Bucks uh, trio team is the Hung Bucks. Yeah, when I originally told Dave that, he thought I was joking. No, no, I, uh, I, I, ha- I have access to Ring of Honor Television now. So yeah, I told I'm, him. I was like, dude, I, I thought for sure Dave watched there. Uh, what is it called? They're the YouTube show. I, don't, I forget what it's called oh, right be, now. Uh, Being the Elite? Yeah, right. I was, thought it was BTE, and I couldn't think of what it was actually stood for. But I thought Dave watched it. I guess he doesn't. And uh, they're on the show saying we're the Hung Bucks. Well, no, they said on ROH TV this week. They're like, we're the Hung Bucks. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Well, they've said it on BTE before, so that's well, how I knew. A... Because I don't watch Ring of Honor television. Why not? Because you don't get I don't, it? I, yeah, I don't get it. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's uh, that's marking out for this week. Mark marking out episode three forty nine. Uh, tune in next week because I'll be back and Brandon will be back and we'll uh tell you how cooking with Brandon went. If it happens. What do you mean if it happens? Stay tuned, folks. I get it. That's not even. Yeah, that's not how we end the show. Wrong, no. wrong, wrong podcast. Sorry. Um, anyway, neat. so that's... you can uh, follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com, uh, MarkingOut11 on YouTube. Why is it MarkingOut11? Uh, it's just what was there. I don't know. Nope. All right. Well, we got to get MarkingOut back. Cease and desist, brother. Everyone's throwing them out these days. Um, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter, Chris Dog, even though I'm uh, kind of boycotting. I'm doing a little social media cleanse right now. It's good for the soul. Um, and you can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG, BTTG161. Uh, you can follow Dave and wish him uh, best of luck in his testing at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion, as always, for making our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matocho uh, for making our logo. Uh, anyway, for myself and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck. Lucky in your future endeavors and your
join us next week. <laughs>